Can you tell? I, maybe I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, but what's no, like? I, I don't think there's any here, but I think Maui's going to be the first one, the first mm-hmm. true 15 minute city like they have in Europe, Hannah. I think Maui's going to be the first one. Matter of fact, they have, coincidentally, if you believe in coincidences, uh, in um, August or October, a whole, a whole uh, get together for the 15-minute Maui City that they're going to do, which has been planned for the last two years. Mm. So I think Maui's going to be the first one. Yeah, first one. And in places like New York and California, they have banned Mm. uh, incandescent bulbs. We talked about that, right? They're banning gas stoves. We talked about that. And in my opinion, the reason they're doing the gas stoves is because then if they get all people all smart metered up, then they can mm-hmm. then control the electricity because when you get a smart meter, they can actually turn down your air conditioner if it's too cold, turn it up. Oh, you're using too much here. And they can just do it on a computer. So you don't want a smart meter. You don't want to do that. Smells like freedom to me. Oh, baby. And then, um, and then when they, as they ban gas, they want to ban gas, then um, with gas, you're much more independent, right? You either have propane, a tank, like we have outside, or you have um, uh, gas coming in from the gas. So it's not easily controllable as, as uh, you know, as, um, Electricity is. Yeah, this whole uh, this whole climate change, Green New Deal thing is, as I say, the mother load, in my opinion, and why they're putting they're doing all these, uh, why they did Katrina, and that was a uh, that was a controlled thing, all the evidence, and why the Maui and places like California. So I'm glad we're just visiting. Same. <laughs> I'm glad we're just visiting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I keep looking for that eject button that gets you out of the plane. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just show me the way out of here, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, me too. Uh, Leslie, come on, Patrick. How is it not? How is it possible not to be for or against anything? Our whole life is being for or against something. I don't get it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I don't really have a good answer. Well, I do. No, I do. I, you see, um, from my perspective, Leslie, we—the only reason we're here is to, like we were just talking about, the only reason we're here on on the earth plane is to learn that we don't belong here. Come on, we don't belong here. I mean, come on. Why would we we be in a place where all this kind of crap is going on? People trying to kill us. I mean, that doesn't make sense, does it? There's got to be a reason for that. And I think the reason is so we learn that we don't belong here and we figure out a way out. So it's just God's way of saying, okay, well, you know, 
check this out, and what are you, how are you going to do? How are you going to get around this one? You'll, you'll be, you know, and we get creative. So we learn. I think the only way we learn that we are divine sparks of God is to have to look at it in such a way how we can dodge all the bullets on our way out. Otherwise, we wouldn't learn. You know, if it was just peace-loving hippie beads, I mean, we would just do peace-loving hippie beads, you know. So, so when we're for and against stuff, then we're, we're just uh, have accepted that stuff in a way and in life, a little bit in our life, and it just keeps us from our goal of peace, love, and happy beads. Because we, you know, we're kind of, um, I like you, I don't like you, I don't like this, I don't like this. And then it just ties us up. As we said before, it ties us up emotionally. Can I add to that? At yeah, all? ma'am. You can add anything. The Hannah perspective. She didn't ask for mine, so I don't. Uh, don't I don't want to. Don't worry about it. But I think I think that there's kind of a two a two two prongs here, and one is very much like I was saying about the story of the Chinese farmer. I think at one point in the story, his son breaks his leg, and instead of saying, "You know, this is bad." Um, they're here nor there. And then the next day, I think the military comes to take um, the young men to war and the son doesn't go because his leg is broken. So, so you know, it, it ended up that it wasn't a bad thing that his leg was broken. So I think there's this idea that we attach or assign negative or positive value to things um, that we consider, you know, that we're against or for um, that may not be accurate. But then I think there is there is right and wrong and, and good and bad to some degree that I think we need to navigate life and, you know, our, our moral compass. So I don't think it's wrong to say, hey, boundaries are a healthy thing and I'm for those. Um, but yet some of these life experiences or things that happen to us in this realm um, may not be good or bad. They may just be what they are. And um, so that's kind of how I view yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's I think it's just a real uh, talent to figure out how to, you know, view all this stuff and just not be, to be neutral. And say, what? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, be interesting. Um, uh, and try not to get wrapped up at all emotionally about it. And um, it's hard because we want to, we, we like doing that. We we do. We're, we're we're wired that way. We are wired with emotions, and I think that there's a value in non-attachment and the practice of that. And there's also an, a value in expressing our feelings about things. So it's like, how do you find harmony with all of that and not let it manifest things in your yeah. life that you don't need? <laughs> it's a good point, and, and I think it goes back to what you were saying about the when somebody hurts your feelings. You can unwind that and express yourself to the person without creating more karma. With you know, and so I the way I do it, like with Maui, I understand karma 
and uh, uh, how this how this works, and these people that do this, and I understand why they're trying to do it, and what my role in it. So I work through it that way, and to me, there's no emotion to it. They're just it is what it is. So I can you know you know what I'm saying. I can talk about it without without creating more baggage for myself. You don't get into like an emotional surge. No, I've got no juice for it e- either way. You know, I mean, yeah. I I feel badly for these people, but um, but you know, when you die, it's not that bad. Trust me. You know, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you know, I, I I know that seems weird saying that, but you know, I've had near death experiences. You know, a lot, and you're going to be fine. You're going to like it. Trust me, you're just going to like it. I can just put it like that. It's real good. Real good. Yeah. <laughs> real good. Real good. The best. You're making me laugh. Like one of the captions under this show will be looking forward to death. <laughs> looking, I think I'm looking forward. I am. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it because... The only thing that the only thing that's got me so much is the way I'm going. I don't know how it could be a long time because I don't believe in, in in disease or aging. So you know, I could be around for a while. <laughs> that's okay. In now, the blue group, though, yeah. like what they call it. Yeah. What, what's that? The blue group, like I think it's called the blue group. Like the people who's oh yeah have found ways to yeah. you know kind of supersede aging and live beyond their years. In you the, know, in the blue. The blue air, the blue areas, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Whatever it is, it. Have you have you ever have you ever seen that thing where? When you look at a clock, often it's eleven. Have you have you heard about that? No, I don't know what this is. It's the idea that when you look at a clock to see what time it is, more often than not, it's eleven. It's eleven minutes after the hour. Check it out. Hmm. See if, see if you experience that at all. Okay. I looked at it this morning. And it was nine eleven, and and I just thought about it again. It does that. I it does that a lot for me, and I don't know what that's about. Is that something other people are experiencing too? Oh, yeah. Like it's like a thing for everybody. People have talked about it for years. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm. know. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's some kind of a numerology, numerology, trippy, numerology, yeah, numerology trippy thing, and and uh, we kind of know, we kind of know what time it is really spiritually. So when it's coming up around eleven, we'll look at the clock just so we can see eleven. So there's no accidents. You know, there's a reason why why we do that but it's kind of fun you know interesting <laughs> uh, jack says well how do the perpetrators of this technology protect themselves it's the same with chemtrails that's a good question you know i think they have their ways i first off uh personally i don't think i don't think all of these things are as bad as they say it is like i say chemtrails I, if they were that bad, we'd all be dead. They're everywhere. 
You know, we'd all be sick. How come we're not sick? Yeah. You know? Just saying, there's not bodies piled up along the yeah, road since yeah, they've yeah. been spraying the yeah. skies, right? And even with you know, with this thing called whatever it was, COVID, and it, 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 there just weren't a lot of people dying from it. Nobody was dying from it. I think I saw mm-hmm. even a. I saw one thing, and even when they say somebody died from it, it, it was made up because there was no it. But even if you if you give them the if you give them the metric that there wasn't it, which we'll, let's do just for fun. I think um, it was like 0.04% of people under 40 or something so supposedly died from COVID. I mean, the whole thing was so, it's so squirrely. I just can't even, I just can't even imagine it's still going on. Anyway, so I don't know about chemtrails. And, uh, um, Did you hear our conversations we had about about nuclear weapons, Hannah? Did you? I did watch uh, Callan's um, video on that. What did you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, since we're talking about fear-invoking <laughs> ideas, which seem to be so prevalent, um, yeah, I mean, I, as a kid, you know, when we, they would talk about, like, I used to get so afraid because I live near, not too far from a nuclear power plant myself, enough that, like, if it, you know, was crashing down, I would have to flee kind of thing and take the iodine or whatever they tell you to take, you know. Um, so it always really scared me. But I was like, who would end the whole world? Like, it's so rich in resources. Like, even, you know, the most evil person would be losing out, like, if they destroyed the world. So I could, I never believed that anybody would would do that, that there would be a nuclear war and that they would just, like, end everything. Um so, yeah, I think it's like, why aren't we studying how fear has implicated sickness, disease, and mental health right. since this has started? Because I would like to see the metrics on that and how that has influenced people because yeah. that's what's killing us. It's it's all of this stuff. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And anybody I'm else tired that's of tired of it, I would stand up because I'm done with it. I agree. <laughs> I, I think it is just, yeah. And there was another fellow, and we put it also on our BitChu channel that uh, Cowan referred to during his little uh, thing that we have up there, a fellow by the name of Palmer, who's done some deep dives into Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and he's got very compelling evidence that that never happened, that they just created that whole thing just to instill fear into us in 19, what was it, 41, 42, 43, um, the end of the war, just to run with this whole nuclear weapon idea. You know, the people... And how many human experience, I mean, experiments have there been before these things? I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah there... Um, I don't get into it, but I, I've talked to a few people that really talk about the Freemasons and the Jesuits and all these people that have been controlling the, the world for, for hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years. And their whole, their whole plan have been working up to doing what they're doing. It's just a, this yeah. karmic 
slush fund of crap, you know, that has been building for years and years and years. And it's supposedly the same people who are doing it. And it's just their kids and their grandkids. And their whole thing is just to kick our ass, you know, just to control us. And the Bible talks about it, right? The Bible is very clear about it, you know. And I think that's what we're going through. This is this is the big one. These guys are stepping on the gas, and they want to they want to control us one hundred percent. They just want to our food, our water, our energy, everything. And it's just so obvious. Not get me. I'm, I'm They're not getting me either, baby. I am not going. <laughs> My spirit will be free no matter what kind of shackles they try to put on other things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I do believe that the love of power will be defeated by the power of love and love will win in the end. So hang on, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just can't get to you when you're of that consciousness that Hannah just expressed. They can't get to you. You just don't buy into their fear and their angst, and none of it. Just, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's my favorite Yeah, thing. go so crazy somewhere else. <laughs> Could you go down the road? Because eh, I'm not thinking this is, this is cool. <clears throat> the non-existent uh, HIV virus in the AIDS scare, perpetrated by Gallo and Fauci. Oh, Fauci was in on that one. Was the dress rehearsal for the last three years of lies. Wow. Unless testing and trillions, useless testing and trillions, yes, trillions of dollars spent to put on the fake pandemic TV production of deadly infectious virus. Amazing, but not shocking at all how the mainstream media hid whistleblowers like the doctor from the, from the public. Hats off to Dr. Tom Cowan and his colleagues that make up the no-virus team. Oh. Yeah, boy. Speaking of the no-virus team, I've just heard from Dr. Sam Bailey and Mark Bailey, and they're going to be on the show next Tuesday. Awesome. Have you seen them? They're they're cool. Yeah, they're really, they're they're really cool. Patrick, thanks for your show. I'm curious about the division of physical and emotional health. Many times you have emails asking or advice, physical and or emotional, and you address them based on the way the question is asked. How do you determine whether to address the question with some type medicinal treatment, natural or pharmaceutical, or as you often point out, uh, say maybe like Dr. Massey, recall healing or family constellations. So my condition, like say of thyroid, do I seek recall healing, um, family constellation, or just other spiritual things or medication? 
You know, I think you can do it all. I mean, if it's just all one kind of um, thing, it's all connected, right? Thyroid and emotions and mind and body and spirit and and um, it's all it's all one kind of hologram. So you everything that you can do and what you think and what you believe and what you take and what you eat, it's, it's all good. Um, I would I would I would just encourage you not to separate them and and not not take everything into consideration. You know what I mean? Do it all. Just do it all. Do whatever feels do whatever feels right right to you. We had a lady, Hannah, that called during Adam's show, a really sweet gal, and she had a brain aneurysm and they went in and did some stuff and they they wanted her to to do more. They wanted her to, to go back to the hospital, you know, and do this thing again. They put little stints in her in her brain and stuff like that. And they do some really um, aggressive things. And she was trying mm-hmm. to figure out uh, what to do and what not to do. But she deep down felt like this was not a good thing to do that, to go back in there. But she was fearful that if she didn't, she could, you know, because they tell you, you got to do this, you know, you got to do this. Because if you don't do this, you're going to have another aneurysm, you know. The, and uh, it, it was a good call. And, and Adam had some, Adam and I both had some ideas about it. And in these situations, and one of the reasons why we say that we don't do medical advice, because we're not allowed to, we're not qualified to, uh, it's just, we can't do it. And and everything has to be your decision on what you do, you know, and take responsibility for it. But, you know, one thing you can do is if you're in a situation where the doctors are wanting you to do something, is you can really research it from the best sources you can and try to understand what could have caused it on the physiological level and how it's all working. And if you understand it from a, from a very deep standpoint, you could get um, strong enough emotionally to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Kind of like with cancer. You could just say, no, I'm not going to do the chemo. You know, I'm just not going to do it because I don't believe that it's going to help me. And if you get to that state of consciousness, then you can make that decision and no one else can make it for you. And then you, you're probably going to be just fine because you really believe that your decision is, is, um, is right, you know. Uh, but when we put our decision on someone else, whether talk show guy like me, which you don't want to do, or Hannah, or or anybody on a on a consultation, or a doctor, um, um, you you don't want to let somebody else make the decision for you. You want to you know you want to dig in there and see what's going on if you can. Why did the doctor speaking yesterday say humans are ob- obligatory carnivores? I've been a vegan for 23 years. <laughs> so obviously you're not an obligatory carnivore, so you're good. 
I think I'm going to turn into a pasta bore. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm going to do a pasta bore instead of a carnivore. <laughs> I've been eating a lot of pasta lately. <laughs> did you ever try that, that pasta? I, did you try yeah, it? Yeah, I you, love it. Did you like I love it? it. I've been buying it ever since. Yeah, it's really good. I even had the kids try it. I was like, see, this is good. Which which one did you yeah. which one did you get? Uh, the jovial jo- is that what it, how we say it? Yeah. Jovial foods and which 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 one did you buy? Do you know? Oh, I've tried a couple of different did ones. Um, I think the like the rotini one, spaghetti. Um, yeah, I I think it's great. It's probably the best um, you know gluten free pasta yeah. I've ever had. So yeah, yeah, it's really good. We're talking about uh, a friend of mine owns this company. In Italy, Jovial Foods, J-O-V-I-A-L, and they have the most amazing organic brown rice pasta ever. It's it's better than pasta pasta. I just like it better. I like the texture. And then you're just having rice. I mean, you know, what can go wrong with rice, you know? Cabillions of people live on it <laughs> every day, you know? It's true. <laughs> they do. I mean, look at India and China. Japan, they have rice every day. They're not falling over, dying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get you can't get a, a rice a rice patty or whatever in the drive-thru. I guess that's yeah. why. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is really good, and I did not know it was made in Italy yeah. when I first bought it. And then I was like, oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, so. it's cooler, man. It's it's just really. <clears throat> What, 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 what? So you don't believe that there's nuclear weapons? I wonder about that, George says. You know, George, I don't think they are. I think they've been scamming, you know, you know I'm just such a tinfoil hatter. I, I think they've been scamming us since the beginning. I, I, I don't... I don't think they have them. I mean, there's lots of evidence that the whole technology that's common talked about doesn't even exist, doesn't even work, doesn't even, they, they can't do it. You know, they, they just, you know, I think it's just like the virus thing, that they just made it up for so long that we all just believe it. We, we just believe it. We just believe it. Isn't that, isn't that a, a really a trip when you think about it, that if everything was really, as upside down as we're beginning to believe it is, you know, with viruses and nuclear war and weather and all that, that the whole thing is just a, a cosmic joke, you know, and that, and that we've all bought into it, you know, for lifetimes. And this lifetime, that's what's exciting. This lifetime we're saying, you know what? I'm done. I'm not, I don't believe in anything you guys say because you're just, you're just proven to be liars. I mean, you know, you just, you just lie. So why would I believe anything the government says or these pharmaceutical companies? Why would we believe anything? Why would we believe you landed on the moon? Oh, we've been doing that lately on Faceplant, boy. That gets them going when I start doing that stuff. <laughs> they really think I'm crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh, man. I know. 
It's great. I could show you something that'll just float your boat. Let me see. Well, I'll do, I'll do it. I'll show you something about the moon landing, and uh, you'll love it. Put a half a, uh, you talked about shedding. You can put a half a dozen women in a house living together and they will eventually all start menstruating in sync with one another. Yet a woman's period is not contagious. It's all about frequency. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's energy and, you know, things syncing up, you know, in an energetic way. So I've experienced that many times with friends or family. Like if I am seeing a particular female friend on a regular basis and we're, you know, talking on a regular basis and kind of know where each other's at, where each other is at emotionally, we start to sync up hormonally. Um, So that's something to consider whether that crosses you know the lines of gender as well you know because why couldn't it um and and how that impacts all relationships honestly and our bodies yeah um, i mean just about it think about the possibility (laughs) so um so you've actually experienced that a bit with just not even living with somebody Correct. So if I am like, I've, I've had this happen, this has happened my whole life, but yes, without living, but just, um, you know, if it's one of my best friends and we happen to have a couple weeks, you know, or a month where we're talking pretty regularly and know where each other's at and kind of going through stuff, you know, cause you know, comes in waves where you kind of have more time for each other, less time, just depending on life. Yeah. We'll start to sync up and then we'll be like, Oh my gosh, like, we're we're on the same cycle again. So I think it has a lot to do with um, connection, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, mm-hmm. and and being connected to, to people. So, yeah, yeah know, energy is, is wild. In that same way, I think that uh, this is why people who live in the same household think that they catch the flu from one another. I think that the same energetic thing goes on since we know it's a detoxification, since we don't catch anything, and then I think, you know, moms and dads will just go ahead and do it because their kids are doing it, and so well, let's just do this together. This is what they're saying, not consciously, right? And they think they catch something, and I think that's what goes on. And um, Oh, if you're sick, oh, I'll be sick too. I, I just want to support you, you know. Once again, it's out of love. Uh, when will you get Crow 7777 back on the show soon? 
we'll do that. He's the first one that really got me thinking about um, nuclear weapons, and they, they don't really exist, you know. Crow, he's pretty cool. You know him? Yeah, he's the one that his uh, his like byline is belief is the enemy of knowing. Yeah. Is that yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also he has a wonderful uh, film where he filmed the moon for like a week straight or something, just crazy. And you can see that you can see objects going behind the moon. I mean, you can actually see it. So you know it's not solid. You know. So once I saw that, I go, okay, well, the whole moon thing is just made up too. And uh, that really started me thinking about the whole cosmology truthers. So I don't, I don't think the moon is solid. Um, I don't think it is. What do you think the moon is and how, where does it get its light source from? I think it's just an, uh, an energy source just like most of the stars are. I think it's a soul there to support us and to love us and uh, to give us juice. And it, it puts out its own light. I mean, there's just no way that this that light from the sun shines on the moon. And that's what they say. There's just no way. I mean, really? There's no way. I mean, it's supposed to be, what, 300,000 miles away? And then the sun is shining on it and it's just, and how come when they walked on it, it wasn't all, just all light? They, they left that part don't ask, out. Don't ask too many questions. They, they left that part out, you know. Did you, <laughs> did, you see, did you see the latest article about India? They said they landed on the moon. Did you see that? No. Oh, I, I, I wish, know that. Congratulations. I wish I, I, wish I had them. a picture. You, you, let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, my God. This is just hilarious. Seriously. I mean, these people aren't even uh, good at it. India lands on the moon. On the moon. India lands on the moon. See if I can grab a picture. You're going to love this. See, moment India. Oh, see the moment India. Oh, yeah. This is CNN. Okay. Save as. I wonder if it's going to let me save this picture. <sighs> no. Oh, man. India land spacecraft on the moon. Probably can't do it. Anyway. It's just it's just hilarious. And the picture is just like I probably won't be able to figure it out. Not gonna work, but it looks like a little. Um, it just like it looks like a little cartoon. I mean, it's not even good. It's not even close to being like a Steven Spielberg thing. You know, they probably just got some kid in his sweatpants in his basement and said, "Would you do a moon landing thing?" Because you know, I, you know, unbelievable. That's what really gets me more than anything. Is um, um, they just must think we're stupid. You know, I'm really, I just, I'm really offended by that. I mean, if you're going to do something, come on, guys, do it. Do it good. Do it right. Do it. You know, don't, don't treat us like children here. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Mr. Blue? Um... 
We did a show with Martin Armstrong, uh, who's a very interesting uh, fellow in the world of money, finance, geopolitics, and uh, quite a few um, comments on his show, and especially about Bitcoin. Boy, you, you talk about Bitcoin, and they really get, people get feisty, man. about how many people think that Bitcoin is just a big scam and, you know, they're going to just steal all your money someday, so don't buy it. And other people think that it is um, um, the Savior going to save us all from destiny and death and destruction. Where does Patrick fall in that range? I don't know, man. I don't know. How would I don't know? I can't even do an app on my... So for me to understand Bitcoin, yeah, it's just just one of those things. It's way above my pay grade. I I don't know what. uh, Andrew Goss used to say, I loved him, he used to say, um, you know, if this thing was ever really a threat, you know, to the people who control the dollar, that uh, they would squash it. And, I kind of go with that. I think if they ever get to the point where Bitcoin would be really a threat to them, they'll figure out a way how to how to squash it. You know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I try to stay away from any idea that seems to become popular with the masses because I feel like if everybody's going a particular direction, it's probably the wrong way. I so agree, turn but- around. <laughs> I totally agree. That's a that's a nice thing I did for most of my life and still do. You know, if the culture is going one way, pretty good idea you can go the other way and you're going to be in good shape, you know. Mm-hmm. Patrick, have you and Hannah seen Ken and Barbie from Elon? Now, we we haven't seen you haven't seen it, right, Hannah? No. I haven't seen anything like any movies in a while. I feel like you all you all don't have movie theaters in in, Pen- in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, it's hard to get to them. I gotta hook up the horse and buggy, so it takes a while. <laughs> no, I just haven't had time for or you know for things like that lately. So um, yeah, yeah, maybe coming soon. But I I really have to get. Like, I have to be drawn to what the movie's going to be to go sit in the theater and see it, so. Yeah. We put a fellow, I might be able to play this audio. Let me see. This is kind of, I, I kind of like this, what this guy said. You know, um, I think I can play the audio. So, um, Patrick whoop. at OneRadioNetwork.com, 22nd of August, as I said. What is that about? I have no idea. Let's see if I can play that. Oh, I know where that came from. I thought it was one of my angels, but it was just me. Um, yeah. You see, I don't know if you know, but this, evidently, the 
the Ken and Barbie thing is about mm-hmm. m- mis- um, mis- uh, uh, patriarchy. Patriarchy. It's mm-hmm. kind of a woke thing about how how the men are the rigged problem in our culture. Isn't that what patriarchy is? Isn't that what that is? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think maybe it's a little bit more than that, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that, um, yeah no. I didn't, I didn't know that it had a, you know, political vibe to it, but most most movies these days do. So yeah. own narrative. Okay, Men so been- let me play. So this, I put this on Faceplan. I kind of like what this guy said here. Tell me if you can hear this. Shake your head if you can hear this. Quite patriarchal, isn't it? I mean, doesn't the Quran say that men have authority over women? Well, don't they? Men are the ones who have been oppressing you all this time, right? I mean, according to your own narrative, men have been running the show. The feminists are asking for their so-called rights. From who exactly? Look, if you didn't have what you call patriarchy, then what you would have is a hell on earth for women. Because clearly, women do not have the power to coerce men, to force men, to make men deal with them this way or that way. If you're out somewhere and a man starts to chat you up and you don't want to be chatted up, what do you do? You tell him, I have a boyfriend, I'm married, and he goes away. You have to conjure up an imaginary man to get him to back off because nine times out of ten, only a man can keep another man in check because men are inherently more dangerous than women. Instead of patriarchy, replace that word with bodyguard. What makes more sense, for you to be my bodyguard or for me to be your bodyguard? Who do you think is more capable of protecting who? From who? If men didn't protect women, who would? Why, men would do whatever they want. And isn't your bodyguard responsible for you? Shouldn't you listen to him if he says, for example, don't go here, don't go there, or let's take this route instead of that route because it's safer? Isn't that authority? But he's doing it for you. Would you feel resentment about that authority? That's irrational. Ooh, I know what next Friday's show should be about. Whoa, I thought, you know, so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't put that up there because I necessarily agreed with all that, but I just thought it was stirring the way he put all that. I don't even know who the guy was. What do you think about that just off the top there? Oh, man. Um, my mind went in a thousand different directions. Oh. It was like so many things I want to discuss. And I think that you and I could actually discuss it well enough for the public, I think, in a unbiased way. Um, because yes, I, there's the whole thing of feminism. And I would say kind of what we call I coin modern feminism, because it's a, like definitely different now than what I think originally, um, you know, being a feminist was and then the whole patriarchy and then male and female relations and how that's affected gender roles and stereotypes and how we're relating to each other today and i think we could talk about it for the rest of our lives i think we need to bring this to the people patrick because we're i think we're the right people to do it really yeah (laughs) patrick's like i don't feel that way at all no no i i mean i you know i I mean well let's just do a little bit now we have time right do you gotta go you okay I do. I do need to go um, at one just because I have an appointment for myself. Um, but I think that I do think it's, Maybe it's we'll a do it next thing to kind of break down for people because I think there are a lot has fallen through the cracks. And I think different genders have gotten different um, raps based on what's been perpetuated out there. And I would love to hammer it all out. We could do it next week. Yeah, we could just uh, 
party down and and we can play that video again and maybe uh, get some more reviews on Ken and Barbie. Because evidently, this is what this whole thing was about. A lot of it was about patriarchy and how it's just, it's ruining the world and the whole thing. Evidently, this Greta Gerwig gal who wrote it and directed it, and uh, she's a real kind of a woke, uh, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I didn't know, I didn't know that this was the, the theme. Maybe it, Maybe it's not as much as people say, I don't know. But we could do that next week, you know. Yeah, I think we could do it in a way that would be supportive to both genders and and make some unification, harmony treads forward instead of division. Because they're even dividing us against each other. It's for a power struggle, and it's really disgusting. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I, I think that this is what's going on in Hollywood. Uh, with it's another divide and conquer thing, huh? And, you know, Gordon Peterson talks a lot about this. I like his stuff on toxic masculinity. And he just thinks it's all a big scam. And they're just doing it just to split people up, you know, just to split them up. And uh, we mm-hmm. could get Jordan Peterson on. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Do you like his stuff? Yeah, have you heard him? I haven't really heard much, oh, yeah. but I, uh, I agree. I think that there's a lot. There's just, it's always something, right? It's always something to put somebody against, pin someone else against someone, you know, another person or another belief system or another idea or another gender. Um, and the point is just to have us all enraged at each other. And I think for me, I want to see, like, I'm always seeking harmony and peace in relationships with everyone, even people that totally think differently than me, like trying to find the common ground. So I'm just like, I'm ready. Like, give me a microphone. I'm stepping up. <laughs> yeah. I got some things to share, people. Well, we'll dig in with it next week. I didn't know you had to go, but I'm glad I asked. So, uh, thanks. We'll we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Anything on tap for uh, Amish land for Hannah and her family? Uh, my oldest son plays his first football game tonight. Um, so I am going to be there, and my sister and her girls are coming, and uh, I'm excited to watch him play his first game so yeah that's my that's the big thing right now what 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 position is he what does he play oh my gosh don't ask me i know <laughs> nothing about football um he corner something i don't know i don't know cornerback Patrick, i'm football maybe. i i don't understand it except you make maybe touchdowns and you tackle people so maybe i'll he, be there supporting <laughs> maybe he's a cornerback maybe he's a cornerback i think that's it but all you so. all you need to do is just uh, eat popcorn and cheer, right? That you don't care what what he does, right? <laughs> I'm there for love and support and being like that's my boy, you know. You can yeah. you can do that to all the people sitting around you. Well, that's my kid out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, sweetie. Thanks a lot. Have fun. Take care. And we will uh, You too. Yeah. Thanks for being Thank on the show. So thanks much. for all of your time. It's always fun talking to you. Okay. We'll see you yeah. soon. Have a good weekend, Patrick. Okay. Take Bye-bye. care. See you soon. Um, let's see. Hannah Walheiser up there. My camera ran out. Whoa, 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 Camera, camera ran out of battery. And, um,
change the camera and uh, tell you about this. Dr. Patrick Flanagan has been regarded as one of the most important scientists in the last 50 years. We talked to him about sulfur. There's a product called organic sulfur. And organic sulfur uh, was put into trade in 1865 as organic sulfur. Some people call it MSM or methyl sulfonylmethane, but most of the MSM in health food stores uh, have been contaminated with a kind of silica that prevents its absorption by the body. But anyway, what happens is that if you take a, a, a tablespoon of MSM and uh, of the organic sulfur in hot water in the morning and a tablespoon in the afternoon, uh, it, ca- it sulfates 192 different compounds, uh, heavy metals from the periodic table, and, and once it sulfates them, I'm talking about radioactive elements and other things, once it sulfates them, the, these uh, sulfates cannot stay in, in the uh, human body for more than 12 hours. And what Dr. Flanagan just mentioned is one of the key reasons why our sulfur is different from most out there, Amazon, no matter where you go, because it's pure. Click and order, front page, oneradionetwork.com. Would you like a discount? Just email me, four pounds or more. A discount, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. Otherwise, two-pound orders, United States, Canada, worldwide, three prices. Click and order, oneradionetwork.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is on sale. Isn't that cool what, what he said about the sulfates? It's so, such a great thing. Uh, Ann and I were talking about um, um, how... You know all the do- all the toxic things that come in from the air, the food, the water, and you know and the whole thing. That the body has a way to get them out, and it sulfates them. Stephanie Seneff uh, talked about this, and uh, uh, the many times she's been on the show, and it turns out that that it turns out that. Genetically modified foods uh, disrupts the sulfur cycle in our body and then it uh, makes it harder for the body to sulfate this yuck stuff out that we get in there. So you, you want to get some. You know, and this is the first time we've put the sulfur on sale. So if you would like uh, to get some now, It'll be on sale, I don't know how long, but maybe a little bit, you know, a week or two, I don't know. We'll see. Just go to oneradionetwork.com if you're watching on video. The link is underneath the video. It's a hot link. Go to oneradionetwork.com, click on it, and look at the ad, or it's in our store, and you can buy it for 25% off sulfur. Pretty cool, huh? Indeed. Okay, here, we'll talk uh, about a few more things. Deal with a few more emails before we take off for the weekend. 
Oh, could the meme sender be referring to the injections interacting with 5G, making it appear as though a new variant is out there? Yeah, I think so. I've received another uh, uh, other emails about that. Um, yeah, um, that's probably what they were referring to, the injections. But the way they had it, it just, I just didn't like the idea that they were saying this is the new variant. But that's probably what they were really, uh, what they were really talking about. The more I think about it. Yeah, I think that the injections are definitely tied in with 5G. So I probably reacted too quickly to that. But I, I, I just don't I just don't enjoy the idea when people are um I don't think they were clear about it. Also, to Hannah's inquiry, the term virus in Latin means toxins or poison. Therefore, in reality, we are being told the truth as to what a virus actually is and the disease we experience is the body's natural detoxification process. When we reach a point of toxic overload, receive a significant insult. It is funny, says the emailer, that people will recognize food or alcohol poisoning and the body's immediate subsequent reactions, but the same cannot possibly be true with a more drawn-out approach that may occur yearly or over a greater length of time due to the small insults that gradually accumulate. In that case, must be a microbe, not a consistent poor choice. Heaven forbid we take some personal responsibility and accountability regarding our health. Insert palm to the face emoji here. Yeah, well said. Another email, yeah, I don't get this idea of not being for or against anything. Wouldn't we just be a robot if we didn't react to anything? Um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's more about you and I retaining our, our peace internal and doing our life from this position of just, you know, you're not out there grabbing on to a negative thing about somebody or a positive thing. I think it's just more of, a, of a, a more neutrality space. You know, be more neutral, be more objective, and not um, reacting to people and to things, which, which, which takes us off course. It's kind of hard to, um, to really um, elucidate how that works, but when we get involved in the mental realm into the matrix, then we are in that matrix, right? We're in there. Uh, and then when we're in there, 
that's where we are. And then when we're not in there, then we're not in there. I know that seems weird to say that, but that's really how it works. Our our focus and our attention is where we are and what we experience. So when we when we react to somebody, um, we are taking kind of taking away our power from doing what we want to do, focusing on what we want, and we're then for that time when we react to them, we're focusing on on them. And we're actually then being programmed by then. Um, we're taking our our um, taking our attention off of God, essentially. You know, this is where the whole uh, concept of um, spiritual kind of uh, practices have taken taken on uh, from forever. Not that they're something that you really want to do, but uh, joining a monastery or a convent or going away and just focusing on God. That's the whole idea about that. But you don't have to do that. You can learn how to do that here and walk around and go to the store and do your life and have a family without, uh, you know, without getting involved with somebody else's stuff. I was, I was talking earlier about this idea that I really have been learning that because whenever I even give somebody five seconds of, oh, that was, you know, usually it's more a negative thing, you know. Usually it's more negative, not so much positive if you're just kind of supporting somebody's ideas, but a negative thing where you just um, have this opinion about somebody, what they just said that you disagree with, and if you do it in a kind of a negative snarky way, um, I'll find myself in the dream state with these people uh, the next night or then the night after that. And I'll come back and remember that and write it down. So that's how I've been learning about not uh, jumping in other people's stuff, you know. Jumping in other people's stuff. Um, jumping in other people's stuff. You want to look at a few headlines before we go, just for fun? See what's going on in the world. The Matrix. Nothing of interesting. Boy, I don't know about you, I've been becoming less and less interested in all that stuff out there. Man. Maybe that's the way to go, huh? You know, I met a friend at the post office said, did you watch the debate last night? I said, no, I didn't see that. Actually, Holly, I'm new to the show and absolutely love it. I feel like I've stumbled upon 
the holy grail of information. Well, I had a quick question as far as zeolite. Do you know if the liquid has a better delivery or compared to the powder form? Is there a brand you would recommend? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about zeolite. Um, I know that it supposedly will help move things out of the body, um, but I would go to let's see, Omica Organics. There's a Omica Organics tab ad on our website, and they've got a lot of great products, and they've got a zeolite there, and uh, uh, Rafi who who runs uh, uh, Omica Organic. He, he's very good. He's got some real, real good stuff. So, There's still a lot of questions regarding the terrain theory. I don't believe that all diseases come from inside of us. Not as simple as that. Well, I, I think it um, two things to consider to this emailer. Um, we know that there are no germs, viruses, or bacteria um, that are causing issues. So we know that. So that takes us to the terrain theory, and that just means that the body uh, is in a situation where it cannot detoxify the things that are coming in through the air, the food, water, uh, and chemicals, toxins. They are definitely um, hard on the body, but the body will get rid of them uh, depending on the body's ability to detoxify. So that's why we're big on sweating with our sauna and drinking lots of good good water and um, getting out in the sun, getting exercise, and the body will detoxify these things out. So the terrain theory is just really saying that um, all of the issues are really part and parcel of the condition of the body. Um, it's pretty simply like that. Okay. Well, I think we've caused enough little damage here for one show. Oh, this has popped in. I think Bitcoin is a scam. Thanks for the show. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Hannah asked me, and I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion about it. Um, um, if I had a bunch of money, extra money, I don't know if I would be buying it or not. I just, I just, I don't know. Um, you know, if you talk to the real geeks about it, and I've talked to a few that they can explain it in a way that would probably get you pretty bullish on Bitcoin and believing that nothing would ever, um, nothing can ever get to it and, and uh, bring it down. That's what they claim. 
and they these are people that you know study this stuff uh, with the blockchain and peer to peer and how it all works and and uh, so yeah I'm just not a I'm just not the right person to ask. Sorry to hear about Bear Lando. You're talking about Bear and uh, the wildfires up in the Northwest. I hope he's okay. Thanks. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, he's a really wonderful guy. He's been on our show five, ten times. And I talked to him yesterday because I heard through some emails that, um, and he believes, I'm not up there so I can't say for sure, but he believes that these are lots of wildfires were started and are going on right now in the northwest, up in the beautiful Oregon area where he lives. Lots of them, big ones. Um, and they just don't, it doesn't happen like this, you know. So I think that people are um, out there trying to uh, scare people and to sell the idea of the man-made global warming, the Green New Deal, and they're doing it now. Their latest thing is with wildfires um, everywhere. A lot of different places around the world, too. Around the world. Um, and of course, their, their, their meme is, their model is, is that these things are, are happening because of climate change. And it's, it's just all BS, sorry. It's just, there's just no evidence. No evidence. The earth has been this warm long ago. And by the way, I, I think, too, for what it's worth, that the, the really hot temperatures in Texas and in Phoenix area and all that, this is all controlled, too, that they, that just, they can do it. They, they do it all the time. They have the technology to do it. You know, they, Doug and Mel, you know, Doug and Mel. So, kids, thank you for um, being with us here this morning. Again, if you're viewing this show on BitChute, please subscribe. Click that little bell thing, and that will uh, alert you every time we put up a new show. We've got three great, great guests for the week of August 28th, which is uh, Monday, right? Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Monday the 28th. Please get in your, if you're watching this over the weekend, uh, please get um, in your questions for Dr. Daniels. Uh, Dr. Mark Bailey and Samantha Bailey out of New Zealand. Really a beautiful couple. Very fun to talk to. Uh, no virus people, but uh, we'll talk about this, um, what's going on down there, and, and just kick around a lot of ideas about terrain and how it works. And uh, But that'll be on Tuesday. And then one of our other favorite guys, when it comes to money, geopolitics, and finances, Tom Luongo. And he's a handful. He's really, he's really fun. He's going to be here on Wednesday. And uh, who knows? Probably have one or two other people. We average uh, four to five, four, three to five shows every week on One Radio Network. If you like what we do, uh, please support us with uh, a monthly donation. 10, 20 bucks a month if you can. We really have to build this up because people are having a hard time with, um, I think one of the first things they cut out is extra stuff like we sell, you know. 
the herbs and all that. And our sales are just not uh, making ends meet around here. Luckily, luck, no, I don't believe luck, but I'm grateful that my social security thing uh, that I get once a month um, pays for my mortgage, almost. My mortgage payment. So you get that out of the way, that's cool. You don't have to worry about that. You know, the house is not going to go away. And um, so then we have two part-time employees um, that uh, help us keep this all together. A tech person and a... um, and somebody that works on the website and does graphics and the slides and everything. And then our expenses for the website, and we have a lot of them, internet and everybody and their brother charges you to do something, to stream it, to, to not stream it, to go on BitChute, everything. So we, you know, we need a couple thousand dollars in, in donations. Um, so if you would like to help with that, you can go to the donation tab which is right underneath the the video that you're watching right now, or the donation tab on the website. You see the picture of the little doggy, and click on that puppy, and you can sign up for a monthly deal, and that helps a lot. Thanks. Okay, kids. Well, we'll see you on Monday with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, and uh, then we have um, the Baileys coming on. Mark and Samantha Bailey. On Tuesday, and then Tom Luongo. So I love you guys. Thanks for everything. You really nice emails we get. I'm just so grateful. And the donations. Just um, thank you. See you. I love you, and we'll see you Monday, okay? You take care of yourself. From the Hill Country in Texas. This is OneRadioNetwork.com.